Hello, and a very warm welcome to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. This program is all about helping you thrive in some of the most challenging coaching situations. Our aim is to support you in bringing your coaching to the next level, whether you're new to coaching or you're already an expert professional. Welcome to episode 41. Thank you so much for joining me for the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by mkbconceal.ch. And the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast is for people that want to bring their coaching one step closer to excelling. Today, I'm delighted to interview Dorothy Simonovich from Canada. And so this Skype is from Geneva to Canada. And Dorothy is going to talk to us about Gestalt Coaching. Dorothy, welcome. Dorothy, tell us a little bit about yourself in two minutes that gives a picture of you as a coach and as a person. Well, thank you, Katrina. I'm delighted to be with you. That's the first thing I want to say. I believe in the, the, the importance of being invited and to welcome you for this great invitation uh, to speak to the world that you have brought together in the invitation towards coaching excellence. I think I'd like to give you three different moments of myself as a coach, which I think gives a story of my life. One of them is that I was originally from Montreal, Quebec, uh, left there in my early 20s. But it always reminds me, because Montreal was such a charming city, of a country, a um, province, a city that didn't resolve its language challenge. And so therefore, many English-speaking Montrealers left Montreal because it couldn't resolve the tension in two different perspectives, the English and the French. And so wherever I go in the world, one of the things that I'm always challenged by is how do people resolve their differences? How can they see each other's perspective? The second thing about myself is that I've been involved in coaching for the last 20 years, which is amazing to me to be recognized as walking this path. And maybe three or four years ago when I facilitated a leadership retreat in beautiful downtown Manhattan in September, a beautiful time. One of the participants at the end of the session, at the end of the three days, thanked me for helping him with his leadership research. And I said, how could that be? I just met you. And he said to me, well, no, I called you about five years ago and you recommended a group in California and you connected me with them. And I did my, my studies there in leadership and got my PhD. So I want to just say here is we are in a field together and we never know what our actions, our thoughts, our possibilities can bring to another person. And the third thing uh, I want to also share with everyone is how I met Katrina Burrs at an ICF conference, which is such an excellent place for new ideas. Katrina, you were working and offered nomadic leadership, which I love and use to in this age of globalization to all of my um, executives who travel, who relocate, who are challenged by new homes. And I realized as coaches, we are all in a way nomads, learning ideas from different people in different cultures and different countries. Because the idea that we have, that I have, is how to help people awake to new possibilities in themselves and to inspire that in others. So that's how I'm here today. I'm here, Katrina, because you and I met each other in an exciting way with new ideas. 
I'm here because my work now from Montreal to Cleveland, back to Toronto, and also now very vibrantly working in Istanbul, Turkey for the last 10 years, but seven years actively with a very exciting coaching program that now we are named the Gestalt Center for Coaching and we are taking our work into Toronto. And I'd like, I'd like to up the opportunity to share some of our thinking about that. And that's why I said yes to your wonderful invitation. Dorothy, tell us, you've been identified as the champion and visionary of the Gestalt thinking, Gestalt coach, coaching. How would you describe Gestalt coaching? Well, we're a, it's, a, it's a great question because we're our process approach to helping people become aware of new possibilities and new learnings. You know, many schools of coaching, and there are many wonderful schools, many of them have a formulated approach based on intervention tools and techniques. And that could be very excellent. But what our approach is, as Gestalt Coaching, is an awareness-based approach, one that we use to help clients become more aware of what I call their awareness intelligence. And that is in their awareness of their possibilities and also their habitual patterns to become aware of new choices they can make for themselves and for each other. And when people become aware both of what they are not aware of and their particular pattern that stops them from new possibilities, they then have the opportunity to act with more intelligence to move towards their goals. So awareness intelligence when we become aware of something, you know, I'm aware that I'm looking forward to talking with you. But I'm also aware to do that, I need a headset. I need to look at, you know, the time details. All of those things that I need to be aware of in order to have an excellent outcome. And then what I do is I use myself to, to take action to satisfy my awareness. So it's my use of self as agent. When I have made the choices that, uh, that answer my awareness, my awareness intelligence goes up. When I'm aware of something and I don't take action on that, or even worse, maybe I'm distracted and later on I say, what happened? I should have done this. I should have done that. Why didn't I? My feeling of my own awareness intelligence goes down. So, so it's, it's as simple as that and it is as hard as that because so often what I discover from the smartest, and of course what is coaching is working with people who are as smart or, as, or smarter than we are, is how to help sort people uh, taking action on their awareness and being centered enough in a world that is so distracting with so much going on about what are you aware of and what do you need to move towards to satisfy either yourself or those people you're serving or the issue that's going on in this context right now. So I would say to everybody and to you, Katrina, I just launched uh, Awareness Intelligence last year in Istanbul. We are very excited about it. I'm working on um, a survey to help people really understand their own personal self as agents. You know, we are always, we teach presence. Presence is not an it. All of us have a presence. And the question is, how grounded are we in our identity, in who we are, in what's going on with ourselves? And then, how aware are we of ourselves, 
about ourselves in relation to others. There is no presence for any of us without knowing how we're impacting others. And then the question is, and now given how we are impacting others, what is that that we need to take action on? So awareness, intelligence is actually an evolutionary statement of gestalt-based coaching. And I come back to always saying to people, what are you aware of? How is it going? And what's not working? Or what is working that you want more of? Because our basic intervention model, and then I'm going to take a pause to ask how you've taken this, Katrina. Our basic approach is that awareness is by itself the process of change. We adhere to a thinking that says, the paradoxical theory of change that says, just by taking aware, just by being in awareness, we will shift to action. So you think, how can that be true? And I'll give an example. We see, we become aware that it's raining. And the first thing we might have to say is, oh, maybe I need an umbrella. Or, oh, maybe I'm going to uh, go out later for a walk. Or, oh, I better maybe drive there instead of walk there. We already self-regulate ourselves given our awareness. When we ignore our awareness and we make either a mistake, we have that feeling of regret. So one of the great learnings of awareness is what did you know and how did you not use what you know? And awareness is a form of our knowing in the moment. And this is the power of awareness, intelligence, and gestalt-based thinking. And that is we like to really involve people in their awareness. What's going on with you? That's the work. The second thing is out of what you're aware of and maybe holding yourself back from new possibilities, how can we help create safe learning opportunities for our client? So the Gestalt approach it has this wonderful power called learning experiments. If we're working with a client, we're getting very interested in how to create a safe place for experiments. And the third thing that the Gestalt approach and awareness intelligence have is how to use the current moment because that's the moment that we always uh, know choice occurs. You know, there's a very famous poet uh, in America that used to say, I may not remember what you did, but I will remember how you made me feel. And that has to do with how did I, how was that moment for me? What did I feel? And if I didn't feel anything, I'm not going to remember very well, positively or I'll be indifferently. But if I remember it vividly, that's the moment that existentially, that moment had an impact on me. So those are the three things that we really feel is the gestalt approach um, to coaching, to engage the client, uh, to know how to create learning experiments, and to use the moment as um, existentially a reflection of how the person really is. Let me pause for a moment, Katrina, and where are you? So I just wanted to know, where do you place emotional intelligence in the Gestalt coaching, in the process of the Gestalt? No, it's such a wonderful question. So the Gestalt approach, you know, and again, today, as a way of answering this, I would like to just say to you and to all the people who will listen, um, this little bit of time is always, you know, the talking about uh, Gestalt versus really engaging in an example of it is always a challenge. We really, when we're talking about awareness, we're talking about intellectual awareness, 
heart-based awareness, somatic and visceral gut-based awareness, and emotional intelligence has to do with what we're really feeling, our, our feeling experience, being aware of that, and then becoming intelligent about how we use that for ourselves and others. So the current work that uh, Richard Boyasis has done with Daniel Goldman on awareness, on emotional intelligence, really says that it's an awareness of myself and it's an awareness of other people. And the Gestalt approach is how do we scan ourselves? What's our awareness of ourselves? What's our, also, what are we feeling? That's our emotional intelligence. And we know that what we're feeling can affect what we're thinking. So what are we feeling? And how is that, uh, how are we acting? And how do we see other people? And based on their behavior, what do we notice in them? Or what do we notice about ourselves as a, as a mirror? All the work on neuropsychology is really confirming the Gestalt approach. And that is very often when we start feeling something as we're with other people, we are like, con- like contagion affecting. So we can use ourselves as a living barometer our feelings about what the other person is experiencing. So recently, for example, uh, a client of mine, um, her husband very tragically just passed away. And he was a very well-known business leader in Toronto, quite famous, I have to say. And uh, he was passed away while he was jogging. Bizarre, you know, just terrible. And terrible. But when I talked to her, what I became aware of was just how uh, without words I really felt, like, what can you really say? But actually, in that, in that feeling of being without words, to really recognize that, where my condolence to that person was, there are no words that I can say. I feel at a loss. I also feel that there's very little I could say other than to share that with you. I look back at that and say that's all emotionally uh, Emotionally, I felt, but to the intelligent way is not to try to say it any other way because any other way would not be authentic. So what's the way that we recognize, or I would say in our language, become aware of our emotions? And then what's the intelligent way to share them, to use them? And that becomes strategic and that becomes something that we we practice And here is something I think for everyone I'd like to say, Katrina, and for us is that one of our teaching points is that for learning to occur, uh, you have to actually have some emotion. No emotion, no learning. So anxiety is emotion. And that means just a little bit of anxiety is useful. If it's overwhelming anxiety, it's debilitating. So a little bit of anxiety, okay, too much, overwhelming. How to help ourselves get more centered so that we can really stay in our emotions and use them versus run away becomes part of being emotionally intelligent. And again, we teach that. And the last piece about it is for new learning to occur, uh, we really support the idea that there will be failures along the way. So to help people really understand is when there is a failure, uh, and, and that could be so emotionally devastating, it's also an opportunity. What did that, what's the message here? What weren't you paying attention to? Um, there are some people when they do presentations, they have to have PowerPoints, for example. There are some people that when they use PowerPoints to make presentations, they get distracted. And when a person who doesn't like to use PowerPoints to make a presentation uses PowerPoints, they're not being emotionally intelligent to themselves. 
They knew that they don't like to use PowerPoints and they did it anyway. So we really encourage uh, awareness of what's going on with you mentally that you need to pay attention, what new idea that you need to really honor, what do you need to become, you know, accepting of recognizing emotionally that if you don't pay attention to it, you will lose your emotional intelligence. So, you know, it's also a form of awareness intelligence. I think what I love about what's happening in coaching now is that so many of us are saying the same thing with a different title. But awareness intelligence absolutely honors emotional intelligence because when we don't pay attention to our emotion, how many times do we have business leaders that uh, when we're coaching will be suffering over something and when we coach them, we'll say, what is it that you regret so much? And then they'll say, well, I had this feeling I shouldn't have made that decision and I did it anyway. And that's actually their lack of, of really honoring their own emotional awareness. So our then next question will be, and what did you learn for yourself that you could really uh, strengthen yourself for next time? It's really being very aware of what one feels and acting on it, even if it doesn't make sense intellectually. Well, that's right. And I think this is the, this is the, the reason that there is now a new call, I think, for gestalt-based coaching because we're living in a world that's so volatile. And I, to use the term that is used by um, people in uh, the attention deficit world, it's very distracting. We're living in a very distracting world. And now, you know, a few years ago at uh, Davos, uh, the economic forum in, in your Switzerland, Davos. Yeah, that's right. I know. So you should be so proud. But their mindfulness has become something that really is getting taught to business leaders. Why? To help them focus so that they stay really focused to what's important. And I'm so proud of that because mindfulness is absolutely embedded in the Gestalt approach. That's that what we learn to focus on is actually what supports us in having more mental, emotional uh, discipline and also using ourselves as an instrument. You know, the great Czechoslovakian writer said that where there is folk, love is a form of focused attention. Love is a form of focused attention. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, it is. Very. Uh, very. And I, and I think for all of us, so often, you know, when I talk about awareness, it sounds oh, kind of like invisible. And this is that moment to say to you and to all of us is, it's the invisible forces now amongst us that are so, that's going to undo us or it's going to, to help us move forward. So the, the, the piece that I want to get in before we close is the whole idea that all of us now, every coach, coaching school, philosophy, we're all living in the world, the light of Einstein, and that is things are relativistic. And so the Gestalt approach uh, uses from Gestalt psychology the idea that we see the world perceptually based on who we are. We don't see the world, whatever this thing called reality, it's all subjective. Or as Einstein says, it's relative. And so in a world of globalization that so many, that leaders have to really speak to, and and we're all leaders in a way because uh, our children will talk to different people, we will talk to different people, and it just ripples, it ripples out with greater leadership, how to manage differences. Whether you're male, female, what age you are, what culture you are, what your experience has been, we will see the world differently. 
And then how out of those differences can we support people in what they see to either move towards the new possibilities or when you're having people working together with multiple perspectives of what the challenge is or the task is, how to have them come and have, and this is where I'm going to get this in, a shared gestalt. Gestalt really means what's the whole picture out of all of the differences, what's the picture, what's the gestalt that we're working with. And one of the great challenges in organizations is having everyone share the same picture where they're having so many multiple perspectives. So again, in a relativistic world that we're all living in now, is how to, instead of saying, you're right, excuse me, or you're wrong, we say, I can see your point of view. Can we work together so that we can see each other's point of view? And so much now that's happening in the leadership, leadership sciences is on this new thing called um, perspective taking. Uh, the great work that's happening in Center for Creative Leadership uh, with Nick Perry is on perspective taking. Again, you know, this is why I keep saying uh, the Gestalt approach and particularly as we say in our awareness, can we really work to help clients and those they work with and ourselves as well to see someone else's perspective? Because right there, that is 80% of the work. So Dorothy, tell us why Gestalt? What brought you to use that body of knowledge for your coaching approach? You know, uh, it's such a great question. I think there was a book recently by Malcolm Glidewell talking about how uh, the karma of if you were in the right place at the right time, you end up having opportunities. So I happen to be in Montreal, um, which is, you know, is a, is a lovely, charming, fun city. And I was going to be moving to Cleveland, Ohio. And people said, oh, my God, Cleveland, what are you going to do there? And someone said, that, well, there's an institute that you could study uh, Gestalt. And I didn't take it seriously. But when I went to graduate school, there were so many different theories that I found overwhelming. The idea of the Gestalt approach is, what do we pay attention to, started catching my attention. So that was something very self-corrective of learning how to become aware. Even before mindfulness was a figure in our world, I got interested in how Gestalt as uh, an approach could help me be more focused, more disciplined, more engaging, and also use myself with more skill. So that rather than, you know, Katrina, you and I know each other, um, we've met each other. One of the things that people always say about me is I look to see what's called the invisible, what's missing. And I think actually all of us really, you know, that's one of the ways of defining what presence is today, looking to support what's missing. Those people who know how to do that really assist other people. So if I go into a situation and everyone's very serious uh, in, a, in, a, in a meeting, let's say they feel very stuck, I will say to myself, oh, they need a little bit of lightness or they need a little bit of movement. Do I have anything in my own process toolkit to support that? And so the Gestalt approach for me helps me be more disciplined about focus, more um, playful about creating experiments, and kind of like a bit of like a, a learning butterfly. Nothing is so serious that we can't adapt. Wow. That's you're definitely a very global nomad, Dorothy. <laughs> uh -huh. Look, well, Dorothy, I'm... we're coming to the end of our 
interview. Tell us where people can get hold of you. Well, thank you. Uh, there's two places, and uh, one of them, the address is Gestalt Center for Coaching. And we are based in Istanbul, and now we're going to be doing a training in Toronto, which we're very excited about because Toronto also is such a diverse global city. And the second place is my um, uh, own particular website, which is called gestaltcoachingworks.com. Gestalt Coaching. Coaching Co- Works. Gestalt Coaching Works.com. Excellent. Thank you so very much, Dorothy. This was most interesting. And I encourage our listeners to check out your website and your approach. But I have to also thank you, Katrina, for being the ever creative innovator of new ideas and new ways of coming together. Thank you for your very original voice. Thank you, Dorothy. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program. You can subscribe to all future podcasts at excellentexecutivecoaching.com and sign up for monthly newsletters featuring all the latest tips and techniques to bring your coaching to the next level. Join us again soon. And until then, bye for now.